the most competitive guy. I, I mean, I would throw on Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas, oh, yeah. Kobe Bryant. It's basketball. It can't be, you know, you, you can't overthink it. Good day, everybody. Terry Foster here from his backyard uh, for King and Foster here on NRM Streamcast. And we're hoping that we are able to connect with Mr. Jimmy King, uh, who is either in Texas, Indiana, or Michigan. We don't know. I'm in Texas. I'm in Dallas. Okay, you're in Dallas. All right. I'm in Dallas, but I will soon be in the Great Lake area in a couple of days. Okay. Uh, I was just talking about you to somebody, and you remember Wojo? Of course, Woj. Y'all know Woj? That's my guy. He said he gave you a great compliment, us a great compliment. He said he listened to the show a couple of times. He said, uh, you know, great show. That's a compliment. Okay, yeah. You didn't mention that. All right. At least somebody's listening. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So uh, have you been watching any good shows recently? You know what? I have. And they're old shows, though. I've, I've caught up on a bunch of Netflix shows. I caught up on a show called Ozark. Um, oh, yeah. It's about, I remember that. It, yeah. About a family who gets caught up with a drug dealer, and then they move to another state and have to launder money. So that's what I've been watching lately. Um, uh, and actually, you know, since uh, the playoffs, I've been watching a lot of, a lot of playoffs, too. Lakers going to lose to Portland? Lakers are done. <laughs> they don't have yeah. the They, you know, Charles Barkley was saying that uh, they're going to get swept. I don't think they're going to get swept. LeBron has too much of a pedigree and AD is too good for that. But they, I don't see them uh, going far. Even if they beat Portland, I don't see them winning or coming out the second round. So I think Portland, um, particularly with the way that it's set up in the bubble, no travel, you don't have the home court advantage. Uh, the referees aren't, you know, skewed to, uh, you know, to make a, a favorable call for the home team. So, yeah, I think they're in trouble. Great, you know, great player. But you know what happens in the NBA? Guys get old, and it's like overnight. You never know what's going to happen. Is it going to happen when I'm 32? Is it going to happen when I'm 36? Is it going to happen when I'm 37? Well, all of a sudden – they look young, and then all of a sudden, kapui. They just kind of disappear, or they're tired and they're sluggish. And maybe LeBron I, is is reset that he can't carry a team like he could before. Now, CT, you must have been listening to my conversation because literally, that's why I don't know if you saw me um, before you before we went live, but I was on the phone, and that's who I was talking to was my partner, my business partner, and we were talking about LeBron. He was saying to me, that's why I was on the phone, like, what? He was saying, like, you know, LeBron is, uh, uh, you know, we don't see eye to eye. We have different opinions about LeBron, but he was saying how LeBron uh, is looking old. And uh, <laughs> and I really did. I got you this conversation, but I, I'm going to have to watch that. I'm going to have to watch it. All right. Here's another thing I'm going to say. I'm going to get in trouble because I was, I was watching – some film and reading some more stuff and everything. Uh, you know, we always debate who's the best player. Is it Michael Jordan or LeBron James? I think under further review, I'm going to put Magic Johnson at number two and LeBron at number three. 
we forget Magic did so many things. He's a six foot nine point guard, no look passes. Uh, he made. I don't think we give him enough credit of making other players so much better. He he's the only guy that can turn a C player into a B player. Or uh, if if I'm a twelve and a half point a game player in the NBA, he'll make me a, a seventeen or eighteen point a game a player. Uh, I'm going to put Magic number two, and and I know most people will disagree with that, but Magic Johnson, man, was he was a bad man. I totally agree, and if any other take or topic that we ever have, this is the most I've ever agreed with you. <laughs> this Damn. I agree totally. <laughs> you drinking? Right? I feel I don't feel right. I don't feel right doing it, but you're right. When you're right, you're right. Magic Johnson to me to, is one of the is the in my opinion um, six ten run the floor can shoot the ball can see over the defense um, like you said make players better um, in a just to just to, an example and I know everybody uses this story all the time but. How great is it or how talented are you to be able to, you know, even for a game to start at center and and step in a center role and and take your team over the hump to win the NBA finals and close the deal. That's something that, you know, we haven't seen since. And I don't think we'll ever see. We haven't seen a player like Magic. LeBron is close to Magic. He's prototypical, but he's not Magic Johnson. Ben Simmons not Magic Johnson, only in height. The intangibles that he brought, the leadership, um, and, 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 and really, quite frankly, the, the, the uh, charisma and, and the personality would never be matched. Right. He's, he's one of the greatest. And please, let me reach out to my young NBA fans. I'm not talking about fat Magic. I'm not talking about Magic <laughs> playing power forward at the end and he had the little yellow arms and the fat booty. I'm talking about when Magic was in his prime. That was a bad man. <laughs> That's right. Magic, the Magic Man. He was the Magic yeah. Man. Um, the rivalries I remember between he and Larry all the way from college, uh, the great Celtics and Lakers rivalry going back and forth where Magic was dominating and the bird and, and, and – um, uh, and then, uh, well, the Celtics were dominating and and, and Magic um, and the Lakers were fighting them and they were going back and forth. Those battles were epic. Some of the best battles that you ever want to see in a hardwood. Um, and that's why I want to see, you know, that type of intensity and that type of level of basketball with the playoffs going on now. I think that, um, you know, guys are are going to play hard, but you don't it won't get to that level uh, without the fans. I think the fans are able to project all that energy to give um, some more intensity and let the players play kind of like quote unquote out of their minds at times. Yeah. I, I, I've noticed that um, because I have seen teams that when they're at home, I mean, they walk on the court, like they own everything. The crowd is, is cheering them on. The music is going, and these brothers just go from here to here. 
and um, it's 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 amazing. But I I do like what I'm seeing in the bubble because I think now it's more unpredictable. For instance, mm-hmm. if the Lakers are playing Portland and they had to play two in L.A. and then two in Portland and one in L.A., you knew the Lakers are going to win this series. Now I think we're you're going to see a lot of one one series and a lot of two two series under the bubble because I mean whoever's whoever's on that night who's ever feeling good that night who can whoever can get that fake energy that night is going to win that's right uh, and and you eliminate travel you eliminate uh the home court advantage It's it's still your home court you're playing on the same court whether you're whether the scoreboard says away or home so you know the the fact that you don't have to um drive you don't have to worry about getting tickets for family you don't have to worry about who's coming in who made it in safely uh your family members traveling um you know everything is is pretty much you know trimmed at this point and so they could just focus on the game the pure game and that's why listening to my partner isaiah and you i i'm gonna look at um uh, look at lebron a little a little with the, with the tougher eye this time. I'm going to see if I see what you see. So Isaiah was the one that planted the bug in your ear, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh. See, I my thought partner Isaiah. Not, not, not Zeke, my, my my business partner, Isaiah. Oh, okay. That Isaiah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I met him. Okay, that, that, that guy. Yeah, yeah. All right, buddy yeah. boy. Uh, Big Ten football <laughs> might play games in January. Now, my understanding is they going. might, huh? I'm not going. It's too cold. They might play in the dome. Ford Field, Indianapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> now, if they, the that, if they That's do that, if they do that, you go. That's the only way I'm attending. It yeah, would have it's, to it's, be in the dome. Yeah, I can tell you right now. I've been. In, I, I went to. University of Michigan, four years. I've attended multiple, countless games. I've never been to the big house in November. Yeah. Because you, you don't want to get cold. I see it. It's, it's not, not that bad. Really? Not, you, so you never been to Michigan? Not when I can sit at home right. and watch it in the comfort and the warmth or sit in a box, in a press box. Or a suite, now that they built the suites, I can do that. I'm not you, sitting you, out in that car. You know what the worst part about Michigan Stadium is? The little boxes what? where you're supposed to sit your ass in. They don't give you enough butt room, man. You're all like this <laughs> and cramped up. I mean, I mean, I like to go to a game and if I'm going to sit in the stands, relax right. a little bit. I know you're not going to get the back and everything, but, man, you guys should like all scrunched up. That's, <laughs> that's, that's how you, that's how you that's how you squeeze 115 in. You got to trim the booty seats. Yeah, I know, but that's not, that's not fun. I'm telling I know you. it's not. That's why I don't go. I'm telling you. It's hard <laughs> enough to sit up in there when it's August, September, and you're in there like a sardine and literally shoulder to shoulder. Like, you know, I'm extra tall. My knees are hitting the person in front of me. The person behind me knees are in my neck. I can't move to my right or my left. Yeah, I mean, growing up and as a child, maybe a young adult or a student, 
That's cool. I could do that all day. Right. At this point in the stage of my life, I need that extra elbow room so I can have a beer and a shot <laughs> and a smoke, and I'm good. You do shot football games? Nah, I've never done shot. You know, done beer. This is what happens, this is what happens to to celebrities. I'm somewhat of a celebrity, T, if you no, knew you what I'm No, you are a not. celebrity there, brother. Don't, don't say somewhat. You are. <laughs> so wherever you ask someone, I always want to buy you a shot. There, it, whether it's <clears throat> a current event with the game you're watching, uh, a game that happened um, le- the night before, a game that happened that they remember you playing, or they're just a fan, or they appreciate um, – Winning money, betting off of the game, by anything. You could get a shot at any moment. So what I've learned over the years to be safe and responsible is I sip a beer. I always keep my water. And I limit myself to, I take maybe two shots, three at the most. Anything other than that, I'm, I'm done. I am not a drinker. All my friends know it. They laugh at me all the time. All I'm the guy that leaves the drink on the table. I'm that guy. Here, I'm going to give you a little piece of advice when you get older. When you get older, do not do shots with young white guys. Lethal. <laughs> oh, I learned that early. Oh, I know that. Don't no do way. it. Don't do it, man. That first of all, drink you. Whoa. Dugan Fife. Oh, really? <laughs> Dugan Fife. Dugan Fife. Dugan. Yes, never Dugan. Who never shot. My my point guard, Dugan Fifth. That's why I call him Fifth. <laughs> Dude, Fifth. He got me, uh, he, he told me about uh, Jägermeister. And I was that's, like, that's okay, cool. Man, don't do it. And then he showed me the bottle, had the deer head with the cross and all that. And he was like, yeah, that's what you're going to need after you take it. And yeah, I, after that experience, I was, I must say, I'll stick to my crown royal and, and coke. Yeah, that's a lot. But man, that Jaeger is too sweet. I mean, and, and it works oh, you too, man. Every time I take a shot of Jaeger, man, I want to throw up. <laughs> it's oh, like so black licorice. Yeah. It's like drinking you black licorice. Have you ever had ouzo? No, what's that? What's ouzo? Ouzo is a Greek drink. It is black licorice. It's worse than Jaeger, man. It will. It grabs you by the throat. And see, that's the type of stuff you got to drink out. when it's cold. Nah, see, that's a that's a Midwest Northerner drink. No, you that's can't a drink Greek Jaeger that right here. I know. I'm just saying, like the black type, thick licorice type of drinks. Mm-hmm. Too heavy down here. I'm telling you right now, if you walk outside these rooms, outside these walls, you'll 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 just it's like a sweat machine. Your body turns into a sweat machine. It's hot. It's it starting to get uh hold on. I'll tell you right now, it says it is the current temperature. Here we go. Now, when you wake up, typically in, in, in Texas, is 85. It's 80, 85, at like 8, 9 in the morning. It's currently 92, feels like 93. That's what it says. That's and right. so that's kind of cool. It's actually cool for today. So we're about 10, 10 degrees light. 
I'll take it. I'm trying to check to see what we have here at the foster compo compound here. <laughs> it is, see, that's, uh, that's good. Breezes in Michigan. Hmm? You know, you get breezes in Michigan. You get the moisture yep. in the air. It's dry heat here. Feels good, man. That that place is uninhabitable, uninhabitable in the summer. <clears throat> yeah, you got to be yes. When I was in Austin, they they got on they got on uh, TV saying it, a cold spell is coming through. So the cold spell comes through and it's ninety two degrees. I'm like, that's not a cold yeah, spell. <laughs> we got a cold spell going through right now, and it's ninety two. It's exactly ninety two degrees. Yesterday was unbearable. I think it was like <clears throat> 104. And then this weekend, hold on, Saturday was 107. Mm, that's ridiculous. But you like that. Only at I, the I pool. Only because, only, because, only because the nice ladies come out in their beautiful bikinis when it's hot like that. Nobody likes to wear clothes. <laughs> yeah, but they don't. Hey, I, I, uh, speaking of ladies, I've, I've lost my wife at night, man. She doesn't want to hang with me anymore because I've, I've added two shows to my list. She hates them both. Dr. Pimple Popper. I've been watching what? that. Have you seen that? That's uh Dr. Lee. I think her name is Sandra Lee and she's a lady. People come in with like big boils on their face or on their, on their forehead. And she, what she does is she takes them off and she squeezes all this stuff out and it's pretty gross. Uh, but I like it. Uh. The worst one is I feel, I, feel, I feel wifey. Why would you want to sit around and watch that I, something? First of I all, root, I, root people. I just want to know like who came up with the concept of that show? I don't know. I can't believe I watch it. But it's not just simple. Like one, a couple guys that grow have these big growths on their nose, and they're all uh, like wolf, uh, and they're big. I mean, they're like this big, and she she burns them off, and it's it's pretty incredible. Okay. And the other okay. show that I've been watching is my six hundred pound life. <laughs> and what they do is they they spend a year with someone who went who weighs like 630 pounds and they see mm -hmm. if uh they can lose all this weight and what happens with them uh and the, and the doctor on that is real weird he kind of talks like this and says you know you need to lose weight and uh, we're going to put you on a low carb guy diet and he looks like a monster or he creates monsters he's a real weird guy but i watch Don't tell me he's like, uh What's his name? Uh, Igor. Yeah, that's what he, yeah. that's what he reminds me of. And Igor. what was the movie where um, uh, Mel Gibson made? And the guy was called Igor, and he had the big eyes, and he was his time. hump changed. One time the one time the hump was here, then it was over here, then the hump would be over here. Yeah, right. Doctor Pimple could <laughs> uh, pop that off. That, that Mel, wasn't that uh, um, the young Frankenstein. Yeah. Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Yes. And I said Mel Gibson, not Mel Gibson. It was um Mel uh ah, I forgot his name. The uh producer. Yeah, uh, no, uh Mel yeah. something. 
but he also yeah. made uh, Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles. That was a classic. Great. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. No no <laughs> question. <about that. laughs> the sheriff dressed up, dressed up like um, he was a Ku Klux Klan member. <laughs> yeah, right. And then <laughs> they were washing the crosses, and he didn't want to mm-hmm. stick his hands out were black. <laughs> right. <clears throat> And then, then, then my man Cleavon Little uh, drives his horse into the town. And all the music shuts off. <laughs> That's a classy. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was a good one. And then ring uh, the bell. <laughs> no, sheriff. He said there, there's a mm, in town. He said there's mm-hmm. there a near. No. (laughs) (laughs) Classic stuff. Classic stuff. Um, You you heard the story about Tom Brenneman. Uh, He is the, uh, well, yeah, I still still, still think it's the case. He is the play-by-play guy for the Cincinnati Reds. He used Mm -hmm. a homophobic slur Mm -hmm. when he thought the mic was off. It was a hot mic. And uh, so that he's been suspended. Now, I've read several stories on this, and they have his apology. They have that he said a homophobic slur. But what I'm looking for is what did he actually say? I, mm-hmm. I wanted to determine my own what punishment yeah. he should have. Should he be suspended? Should he keep his job? What, but I want to hear the whole thing. I, I think mm-hmm. the news now are afraid to um, air things that are controversial, air things that are homophobic, sexist, racist, or whatever. But I think as a public, we need to know what was actually said so we can determine the punishment ourselves. That's what I'd love to see. Yeah, I would love to hear what what it was. Um, You know, because it's, it's, again, it's a teaching lesson. You know, some people, believe it or not, may not know that some words uh, are uh, not acceptable um, all the time. You know, some people, you know, it's almost like, you know, you can say certain words, like if you're saying a joke, and then like if you are trying to describe uh, a scene or, or a person or, or a setting and um, and then they get comfortable and if he thought the mic was off and he said it you know it happens all the time um, I, I would like to hear what it was what 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 he had to say <clears throat> but obviously the organization thinks it wasn't or isn't um, at this point something to terminate him for so you know if he if he learns, from his lesson learns from this mistake and and then becomes an advocate to uh for for the people that he used the word on um that would be a great way to kind of um grow from this mistake but you know what the media treats us like children sometimes well you can't see this you can't listen to this uh and uh but we're going to make moves based on what somebody said we're into, we mm-hmm. should be entitled to know. We have a right. right to know. Because a lot of people love him as a broadcaster, and maybe it's unfair if he gets fired. 
but we can never make that determination because it's sort of like in the NBA games when there's a controversial mm-hmm. call in the mm-hmm. arena, they won't show it on the scoreboard because they're mm-hmm. afraid people will go too nuts and boo and throw cups on the court and everything. Hey, mm-hmm. so be it. That's the way it is, brother. Right. Yeah, and it's life. I mean, again, I think there's learning lessons in everything, and in particularly <clears throat> in, um, you know, uh, racial issues, particularly today. It's, 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 it's prevalent. It's all around us. So, um, you know, I think that he should get ahead of it. If I was him, I would be overly apologetic. I would get ahead of it. Um, and and do my best to to make sure that people understand it was a mistake. But <clears throat> if he's a, if it's the opposite and he's truly not sorry, he's just sorry that he got caught. Well, then we're going to push for his firing because people don't deserve to be in positions like that who feel that way. Yeah, well, I, I think we look at apologies as being insincere. The only reason you're apologizing is because you want to keep your job. Okay, we're right. going to come back with more Kenny Foster and uh, here on NRM Streamcast. And I'll tell you one of the regrets that I had in my life coming up next on NRM Streamcast with King and Foster. <laughs> 